Welcome to the Christian Center's Sermon of the Week. In John, and we've been working through these last chapters, and Jesus is orientating the disciples, and in this part of his interaction with the disciples, he's orientating them around the ministry of the Holy Spirit, and, and, and he's explaining to them that the Holy Spirit's going to come. And this is something to be excited about, something to, to anticipate. And, and they're really sad because Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm, I'm going to be crucified. But, but that's actually to your advantage because the Holy Spirit is going to come. And so there's, there's something about the ministry of the Holy Spirit that Jesus is explaining to the disciples in these verses that we look at today. So let's jump right in there and, and read some of these verses together. And I think those will come up on the screen from... Chapter 15, the last couple of verses, Jesus says to the disciples, When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, and you also will bear witness because you've been with me from the beginning. Then we're jumping a couple of verses to to, uh, verse 5 in chapter 16. Jesus says, Now I'm going to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, Where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. We understand that, that that there's this time of separation coming. But he says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. This is the encouragement of Jesus. You are going to receive the Holy Spirit. This is going to be to your advantage. And when he comes, he'll convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I've looked at these couple of verses before and seen them extremely negatively. I would, I, you know, if, if I just think about sin, I would be thinking unrighteousness and judgment. And it felt like, okay, this is a condemnation message to the world. And as I've spent time in these verses this week, I realized I was missing the point completely. These are three very beautiful, powerful statements about the gospel of Jesus Christ and about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will show us our need of a Savior. That's the whole point of a revelation about sin. I'm stuck. I'm lost in sin. I need a Savior. That's the starting point of our hunger and our need for the gospel. And this is part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So before we believers, when we're in the world, the Holy Spirit starts working with us and starts showing us that, that we need a Savior. The Holy Spirit gives us revelation of sin that points us to Jesus. Then when we speak about righteousness, we're saying this is... We need righteousness because, as Margreta prayed just now, that that veil has been torn. We have access. We need righteousness to have access. And this is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He starts showing us that our own unrighteousness, our own righteousness is insufficient. But there's a righteousness available to us in Christ. And, and, that, and that sets us up for this access to the Father and relationship with God. This, this statement about righteousness is an incredibly powerful part of the gospel. And he's saying the ministry of the Holy Spirit, he's going to show people in the world how much they need the righteousness of Christ. In that verse, Jesus also says, I'm, you're not going to see me anymore. This righteousness comes by faith. Up until this point, the disciples had Jesus, they could see him, but he says, I'm going away 
And righteousness is going to be part of your faith. It's what you're going to believe me for. And that righteousness that you receive by faith is a, is a gift. But, but it's the Holy Spirit that's going to make that evident to people. And then in, the, in judgment, it's not judgment on us as sinners. It's judgment that was meted out to the enemy at the cross. So this judgment is a message of incredible hope to say that the evil effect of sin has been dealt with. And judgment has been meted out to the enemy. You don't have to live anymore under the power of the enemy. You can have freedom and victory in Christ. So this ministry of the Holy Spirit to the world is the presentation of the gospel. And if you think of your own life and your own story, and just think, how did the Holy Spirit make the gospel real to you? For me, at some point, it was maybe quite specific on a day, the Holy Spirit in, in, a, in a meeting, in a concert, um, and, and there was a music concert by Living Sound, and Terry Law was preaching, and I just realized some of exactly what the Scripture is speaking about. I realized, I need a Savior, and what I'm doing is not going to get me to heaven. It's not good enough. I need the righteousness of Christ, and the power of the enemy has been dealt with, and I don't have to live bound by sin anymore. There's a new life on offer for me in Jesus. So this is the beauty of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You might say, but that's to the world, and saying, yes, but it's a presentation of the gospel. It's bringing us to Christ, and the Holy Spirit does that. It's part of, part of His ministry. So we could say a lot about those verses, but uh, I think I've said what I wanted to say there. Let, let's move on to point two. So that was the Holy Spirit at work in the world. He prepares us, and He speaks to us, and He draws us to Jesus, and that's a beautiful way that He works as we come to Christ. The Holy Spirit at work in the life of the believer. And here there's a, there's a strong theme that comes to us in these couple of verses that we've, we've read and as, as we get into the Gospel of John. And it's clear that the Holy Spirit is the communicator. He was God's spokesperson. And that's what Jesus is presenting to the disciples. He's saying, you're not going to hear me anymore. I'm, I'm going, but it's to your advantage. The Holy Spirit's going to come, and he's going to be the spokesperson. He's going to be the communicator. And I don't know what your life looks like. If I said to you, when last did you hear something from the Holy Spirit? Because this is supposed to be the normal Christian life, that we, we're hearing from God. We're hearing from the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit's ministry. And some of you might put your hand up and say, you know, I heard God say something to me in the prayer and the worship time this morning. Because I think God does speak to us when we gather like this and we're in his presence. Sometimes it's just because we slow down enough that he can speak to us. But some of you might have heard his voice this morning. Some of you might have heard him on the way here to church this morning. Some of you might say, I heard him speak to me and give me an instruction yesterday. It was great. Some of you might say, it's been a long time since I heard something specific from the Holy Spirit. But he's God's spokesperson. He's the communicator. This is supposed to be the normal Christian life for us. So let's have a look at, at some of these verses in, in John chapter 16. We're going to just read. I'm at, at slide number 7. It says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. You, you hear where Jesus is going. He's saying there's a whole lot more to be said, but you're going to hear that from the Holy Spirit because I'm on my way. When the Spirit of truth comes, He'll guide you into all the truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He'll speak, and He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. 
All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he'll take what is mine and declare it to you. I think it's really clear from these verses, and there's a lot we could unpack, but I just want to stick with the main thought this morning, that the Holy Spirit is the communicator. He's the spokesperson. It's saying over and over, Jesus said he's going to speak. He's going to show you. He's going to guide you. He's going to declare things to you. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit at work in the life of the believer, and it's really, really good stuff for us. So again, this is the the Christian life, we're supposed to be living in this communion with the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to be hearing His voice. I love Hebrews 1, the first couple of verses, and we can just pop that up as well. This just speaks about our God as the communicator. It just says it long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He's spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, whom also, through whom also he created the world. Do, do, do you understand that our God is a communicator? And this is, a, this is the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. He's supposed to be the, the communicator. We're supposed to have this, this conversation going, this open channel where we're hearing things and receiving instruction, receiving communication. And that's the beauty of, of the, the Holy Spirit at work in the life of a believer. If you said, what, what kind of things could the Holy Spirit speak to us about? I think the, the, it's like an open canvas. So here are some, some ideas that I think these are things that the Holy Spirit could speak to us about. He can speak to you about the, the activities of the day. Jesus said he would, he would guide us. I moved to East London about just over two years ago. There's a, someone in, in the city that I last heard was living in the city. Haven't had contact with him for more than 40 years tried to make contact, or I've asked a few people, do you know this guy, and some people with his same surname, haven't tracked him down. Last Sunday morning after church, I was at Beacon Bay Retail Park, sitting having lunch, and this guy walks up to the table and he says, are you Grant Niper? I'm like, yeah. It's the guy that I've been looking for. He was sitting at a table like two meters away from us, having lunch. Isn't that God? I just thought, for God just to direct, make sure at that moment, at that time, at that place, here we are, here he is, and that's the Holy Spirit guiding, leading, making those connections. Just in the day-to-day activities, we can see him at work. God's love for us. I think the Holy Spirit's going to communicate that with us all the time, just assuring us of the Lord's love and his embrace over our lives. God's words to us. I mean, making the word alive, but, but also just speaking God's word to you, God's affirmation to you that comes all the time. Financial decisions, we know we need his wisdom. Strategy for relationships, parenting. I was in a, in a church service one day and the guy was speaking. I had no idea, can't remember the message at all, but, but the preacher made this statement. He said, nothing thrives in an, in, in an environment of criticism. Nothing thrives in an environment of criticism. That was the Holy Spirit's word to me for a parenting situation and a struggle that I was in with one of our children at the time. Just, just a sentence, just a statement. Again, can't remember the message, but I remember because that was the Holy Spirit. He just put his finger on a thing, and that was the key that he gave me that opened up a relationship with, with one of our children. He can speak to you about work things. He can speak to you about career, holidays, other people. The Lord wants to use you to speak to, to other people, and, and He wants to do that all the time. I remember I was riding my motorbike one day, and 
and I drove past someone and I felt the Holy Spirit say I needed to stop and, and, and speak to the person. And I was like, I think you've been in that space where you struggle. Like, do I really have to stop really now? I mean, it's not convenient and I'm, now I'm half a block down the road already and, and you start wrestling with the Holy Spirit. But I thought, no, it really was him. So I did a U-turn, drove past the guy, did another U-turn, came back, pulled up next to him. Um, I think by then the guy was getting a bit nervous about what's happening. Um, I can't remember what I shared with the guy, but I just remember the, the satisfaction of just saying, okay, you might say it was a bit of delayed obedience, but eventually I, at least I stopped and, and shared what I believed the Lord gave me for, for him. But the Lord wants to speak to us about other people and use our lives. So I think the and more, I'm sure you could add many, many more things to a list like that. How does the Holy, what does the Holy Spirit want to speak to us about? There's so much that he wants to speak to us about. But this is the joy of the believer. This is part of our inheritance in the Lord. And the third thing we want to just touch on this morning, and maybe this is where we want to just not spend lots of time here, but, but make it the, the, the key part of, of what we want to look at this morning is the Holy Spirit at work in answer to prayer. The Holy Spirit at work in answer to prayer. And it's because we're going to pray these prayers this morning. We're going to pray for more of the Holy Spirit. And we're believing that the Holy Spirit will come and touch our lives and fill us and baptize us this morning. So, the Holy Spirit at work in answer to prayer. So we see He's at work in the world bringing us to salvation. He's at work in the believer. He's our communicator. But He's also at work in our lives in answer to prayer. And we're so, so, so grateful for that. Maybe I can ask you this morning, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? I know many of you have. Some of you maybe say, well, I'm not too sure. A long time ago, I had an experience with the Holy Spirit. Maybe some of you are saying, no, for sure, I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. But we want to pray that prayer this morning and ask the Lord to do that. For me, that was like an introduction into the supernatural realm. My, my walk with God was very just my, you know, in my head, and the Holy Spirit had done something in my heart, but, but being baptized in the Holy Spirit really took me into a, a place of understanding the, the, the supernatural realm. The Scriptures came alive. The movement of the Holy Spirit came alive. Hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit came alive, and really trusting the Lord for, for that for many of us this morning. Maybe you're saying, I, I have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I'm, I know I'm not walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. It's an experience I've had somewhere along the way, but I, I know from day to day I'm not, I'm not walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And we want to pray for you this morning that, that, that you'd, you'd be full of the Holy Spirit, that you'd experience the fullness of what God's got for you in the Holy Spirit, and that you'd start hearing God's voice as well. Maybe you're just saying, I'm full of the Holy Spirit, but I don't feel like I'm hearing His voice that often. Well, let's pray for you this morning that that sensitivity would, would increase and that you'd hear him a lot more frequently. Because that's our inheritance in the Lord. I really believe that. This is what Jesus said in, in Acts 1. Again, we, we, in, we in John and he's telling the disciples that he's going to be leaving. But then he's, he, he, he dies and he's raised to life. And then he has these interactions with the disciples. But in Acts 1, it's like the final, he's going to ascend to the Father now. And do we have, uh, yeah, there we go. Acts 1, Jesus says to the disciples now, um, he's just about to ascend to the Father. He says, but you must wait for the promise of the Father. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. 
you'll receive power to be my witnesses. And so Jesus gives this final, final, final instruction to the disciples. And he says, what you need is the Holy Spirit. That I'm going, but wait for the promise of the Father. And you're going to receive power when you receive the Holy Spirit. Luke 11 is a beautiful chapter that speaks about prayer. And some of you will remember where Jesus said, ask, seek, knock. That's all part of, of Luke chapter 11. But then he, then he gives this instruction around the asking for the Holy Spirit. And we just say that if we're asking ourselves, how do we receive the Holy Spirit? Asking is just one of the beautiful invitations from the Father. He says, ask me for the Holy Spirit. And, and here where Jesus is talking on prayer, he does the ask, seek, knock, gives them that instruction. And then he gives that explanation and says, you know how to give good gifts to your children. And he says, if, if, you, if your son asks for bread, you're not going to give him a stone. You're not going to give him a scorpion. And he says, in, in the same way, if you ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, you're going to get the Holy Spirit. We're not going to get some other weird spirit or some other thing when we ask the Father for the Holy Spirit. We are going to get the Holy Spirit when we ask the Father for the Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus promised you. I said, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? One of the, one of the beautiful phrases I've just become very aware of this week was the, 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 this gift as the promise of the Father. The promise of the Father. Receiving the Holy Spirit is receiving the promise of the Father. It's like God has promised it to us. God has promised it to us. And when we position ourselves in prayer to receive more of the Holy Spirit, we're receiving the Father's promise over our lives. When we look at the book of Acts, we just see that there were many times when the Holy Spirit manifested and when He, when he filled people. Some of those times was, was without human intervention, Many of those times were as people had hands laid on them. And as, as we wrap up this morning, I just want to ask that, that our leaders will be, be ready. We, we, let me just say from the start, I think we, we want to have a, a couple of minutes in prayer together before we dismiss the service. I know sometimes we say, if you want prayer, come up at the end of the service and we'll pray for you. We want to do that a little bit differently this morning. We just say we, we want to pray as a, as a body. We just want to take a few minutes and ask for the Holy Spirit to fill people. And so we're going to give you an opportunity, invite you to come forward. And it doesn't matter where you are. If you're saying, I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I'm asking the Father today to fill me. If you've been filled, but somewhere along the way, but you're not walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, and you say, I want prayer for the fullness of the Holy Spirit in my life today. We'd love to pray for you. If you're saying, I'm really struggling to hear the voice of the Lord, but I want to hear Him more. I want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit more. We'd love to pray for you. So I know the message is very compact this morning, um, but won't you stand and let's pray. And then I'm going to invite you forward. If you're saying, I would like more of the Holy Spirit, won't you pray for me? And I'm going to invite all of our leaders, young and old, to come and just be part of a prayer team this morning and we're just going to take a few minutes pray for people um, and when we feel like we're at a, a point in that then, uh, then, then Keith will, will close the <laughs>